Hey, everybody, and welcome back to uh, this week's pep talk version of the Taking Care of Business podcast. I hope, uh, sincerest hope that everybody is staying safe and doing well in these difficult times. Um, Like we said last week with the inaugural version of the Pep Talk podcast as part of Taking Care of Business, um, we're going to try and bring these to you at least once a week, um, if not more frequently. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get an alert when the new episodes come out. Um, and this week, uh, we've got a few things we want to catch up on. First off, I want to, I want to send a shout out and a thank you to this week's guest. Um, it, uh, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Boyden Moore, the president and CEO of Orgel Incorporated. We had actually recorded a podcast with Boyden down at Orgel's spring dealer market in Orlando, which was at the end of February. And, um, you know, had a lot of good information about, uh, about Boyden and Orgel and what they're doing and all that, and kind of what direction they're headed with the company and exciting initiatives that they have going on. But we both kind of thought, you know, the, the world has changed quite a bit, particularly here in, the, in North America, uh, since the end of February. And we thought it would probably be more appropriate to just revisit our, our, our conversation together and talk a little bit more specifically kind of about um, how Orgel's handling some of the pandemic issues that have come up, what they're seeing from retailers, what they're doing internally, and just, uh, and just kind of uh, share all that information with you guys. So Boyden was kind enough during his busy, busy schedule to uh, take a few minutes out to re-record a podcast with us. And we promised that we'll have him back as a guest when all this has, has sort of died down to, to, to share some more insights and to kind of strategically and, and at retail and, and distribution level uh, talk about what Oracle's doing out there. But uh, again, he, he agreed to hop back in and, and replace his regularly scheduled uh, guest uh, appearance on uh, taking care of business with an updated version that was a little bit more uh, appropriate for today's times. And so right after I talk to you a few minutes, um, we're going to dive right into that interview with Boyden Moore. So make sure you uh, stay tuned and listen to what he has to say because he talks about a lot of stuff um, ranging from what they're hearing from retailers to what they're seeing in their retail uh, arm of CNRG to kind of some of the responses they're taking at the distribution level and so on. So he's got a lot of good information. So I encourage you to stay tuned. Um, In the meantime, I just wanted to update you on a few things uh, that might be of help for you. You know, first off, just kind of a market update. We kind of continue to hear that business is brisk out there at uh, home improvement stores. Um, You you know, uh, like I said last week, we're seeing really three categories of business, um, but it continues to to hold steady and and stay strong right now. Um, But the three categories would be projects that are getting people ready or settling in to work from home projects that are needed to be done around the house now that people are kind of home and, and, and have the time to address some of those issues. And then, of course, some of the COVID-19 specific things uh, such as cleaners and um, uh, cleaning supplies, bleaches, tarps, uh, trash bags, cleaning uh, tools, things like that. Um, and that continues to hold true. You know, the, However, that being said, the more retailers we talk to, the more concern that continues to kind of pop up about, you know, when will this wave crest in terms of, you know, as as the quarantine and so on, uh, if it should persist, will we still see this kind of level of shopping? I, I think another thing to uh, point out 
um, with the question of whether we'll see this level of shopping is we, we've heard a lot from home improvement uh, retailers that are still, uh, you know, operating and serving their communities that, you know, they're doing everything they can to uh, protect employees and make sure that employees feel comfortable. And I can't stress how important that is. Um, and one of the ways that, that I, I want to make sure everybody's thinking about when it comes to keeping employees safe and healthy is really how you're dealing with your customers. Um, and obviously there's steps you can take, whether that's installing barriers at the registers to maintaining uh, social distancing within the stores. But, but another thing you can do is really manage how you're dealing with customers. And, and, and I would suggest, or uh, at least offer that you should think about things like um, some stores are now employing what they would call positions or social distancing officers who their sole responsibility at the store is to let a certain number of customers in, um, ensure that they are maintaining social distancing while they are queuing to come into the store, make sure they are maintaining social distancing while they are in the store, um, and make maintaining social distancing while they're in line to check out. Um, this takes a little bit of the pressure off of your kind of everyday employees. If you either have one employee designated to do this, or if you bring in some outside help to do this, because it allows your regular employees to focus on the things like ringing people out, stocking the shelves, making sure they find what they need, and not having to really uh, concern themselves with the whole social distancing and safety aspect. It's really no different than having a safety officer in some areas your store. So I would encourage you to think about that. Uh, something else that, that I, I see and that we think may be coming down the, the road um, uh, more to more communities across uh, North America is we're starting to see a lot of communities that are enforcing uh, essential only product sales. And, and what does that mean? Um, from both a business standpoint and a safety standpoint, there are a lot of these stores out there, the Targets, the Walmarts, um, the dollar stores that not only sell, you know, that have been deemed essential and not only sell things like groceries and or um, uh, tools and other and cleaning supplies and those really truly essential items, but they also sell a lot, a lot of these things that we deem non-essential. That could be toys. Um, that could be makeup or fashion items or things like that. Um, and a lot of communities we're starting to see, they are passing rules that, uh, that are going to mandate that the stores that sell these non-essential items restrict their sales of these non-essential items. And, and some of the reasoning behind that is, one, it really makes consumers more focused when they come into the stores to get the products they need and then head out and not just come in and browse. But the other thing it does is really kind of from a business fairness standpoint. And what it does from that sense is that it, um, it, it, it ensures that if I'm an independent toy retailer, or an independent music retailer, or an independent book retailer, or whatever it might be, that I'm not being forced to close because I've been deemed non-essential, and then my customers are just simply going to Target and buying toys and books and 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 what have you. So, uh, you know, as uh, from a hardware retailer standpoint, I, I would certainly be monitoring that, and NRHA will kind of continue to monitor that trend because it may ultimately have an impact on particularly some of the big box retailers. Uh, in our in our uh, channel, but you know, it, who's to say that it couldn't eventually spread its way down to hardware stores? And if you have a 
sporting good department or something like that, that you might be mandated to not sell from that department. My last bit of advice in that regard would also be, it, it, we have found it really helpful and a great tip from the retailers we're hearing out there to have some sort of signage at the entry to your store, particularly if you're queuing customers outside and bringing them in, instructing them on how to shop once they're in the store. Instructing them, please, uh, you know, have a list, come in and get the items you need. Where possible, keep contact to a minimum. Uh, try not to talk an overly uh, uh, long time to any associates. Um, and, and thank you for your business. Um, and, and the reason is because, again, you know, what we're starting to hear bubble up a lot is a little bit of concern from employees at, at even at essential businesses that are saying, I understand that some of the things we sell are essential, but we see people coming in here and browsing around the store like it's just any other day. And that concerns us that, that our management and ownership doesn't take the steps to kind of restrict that. So to, to, to try and prevent that, and I know you can't stop it altogether, but I think clear signage at the entrances at the checkouts throughout the store, reminding people about social distancing and reminding them to, to please be focused in their shopping right now um, is, is highly appropriate during these times. Um, okay, uh, on to kind of updates from NRHA. There's, there's, there's a couple other things that I want to point out is if you do not subscribe to the NRHA newsletter, please go to hardwareretailing.com or nrha.org and subscribe to the e-newsletter because that's how we are doing uh, most of our communications about coronavirus right now would be through our websites um, to, to access kind of the uh, coronavirus COVID-19 um, resource guide, uh, just go to hardwareretailing.com backslash COVID. And we have a bunch of resources there for you, legal resources. Um, what we added just recently, uh, earlier this week uh, um, and, and late last week, was information, uh, kind of a whole host of information about how you can take advantage of some of the CARES Act provisions that are out there. And this is uh, really two primary areas of the CARES Act. And the CARES Act was the, the big um, Coronavirus Relief Act that was just passed by uh, uh, Congress and the Senate and signed by the President a short while ago. But the two elements of that that really apply to you guys are the disaster relief loans that are being made available through the SBA and the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, which is uh, also being made available and and on our website again it's hardwareretailing.com backslash covid um, you can find links that can give you all the information you need about those two programs and link you to information about how to apply for the loans um, it's very important that you take a look at this um, the uh, the banks began processing the loans last Friday, and um, you know all estimates indicate that the $350 billion, for instance, that was set aside for the Paycheck Protection Program will not last very long. So if you haven't looked into it, um, you really should, because what it does is it really provides you some economic relief while you are keeping uh, your employees employed during these times, and as essential businesses, most of you are keeping your employees employed. And, and the basic overview of the Paycheck Protection Program is 
that it, it, it will provide you a short-term loan that allows you to offset costs like rent, utilities, uh, payroll, uh, benefits, and so on during this period of, of lockdown. And if you follow all the steps that are required of that short-term loan, which basically means you keep uh, your workforce employed during that period, it will, the loan will uh, revert to a um, forgivable grant at the end of the time. So it's, it's really money that is out there for you to take advantage of that is not going to, if you follow the, 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 guidelines will convert to a forgivable grant. So it's money that will simply just help you get through these difficult times and help you keep people employed. So I strongly recommend that you take a look at those. And the easiest resource that I can point you to again is hardwarereteiling.com backslash COVID. Um, that's about all I have for today in terms of updates. Um, again, if you don't subscribe to the podcast, please click subscribe on whatever service it is you use um, to listen to this podcast, because that way, if we release some midweek um, and off of the regular Monday cycle that we're doing right now, you will get the updates immediately. And in addition to our website, the podcast is probably the easiest way to keep up to date. Um, and, and we have a lot of other things cooking at NRHA to try and help provide more information. So you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to what's coming out. Uh, I would also encourage you guys to, to reach out to NRHA with any questions you have, with any stories you want to tell, with any tips you want to pass along. And this certainly goes out not just to our retailers in the audience, but also to manufacturers and distributors who are listening. Uh, listening. If you have any information you want to pass along about what's going on in your operation, or you think that's important to get out to the channel, please reach out to us because we want to help provide that information because it's so important right now. Well, guys, again, thank you for listening. Everybody, please stay safe and, and, and help everybody around you stay safe. Check in on your loved ones and your neighbors to make sure they're doing all right. And uh, we'll come back and talk to you again soon. But for now, please sit back and listen to our interview with Boyd Moore, President and CEO of Orgle incorporated and listen to what they're seeing and what they're doing to respond to this uh, pandemic. Thanks everybody. Stay safe. Hey everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this uh, pep talk edition of the taking care of business podcast. Um, as we said in the first kind of one of these, we're going to try and do these weekly, if not more frequently uh, during the challenging times we're all facing right now. And um, in addition to trying to just bring you information and insights, um, we're going to also uh, try and give you messages uh, how, how to best uh, survive uh, uh, professionally during these times and how best to serve your customers and what else is going on kind of out there in the industry. And and uh, for, for this edition of the uh, Taking Care of Business podcast, uh, we had originally scheduled to have an interview with Boyden Moore, the president and CEO of Orgill. And we had actually recorded the podcast and everything, and uh, it was in the can, as they say. Um, and then the world changed a little bit. So uh, Boyden was actually kind enough to uh, say, hey, let me back in there. And uh, so as our guest today, we have, have Boyden Moore, the president and CEO of Orgel, and we're going to talk about some things that are a little bit more relevant, hopefully, to the uh, uh, times we're living in right now. So Boyden, thanks for, for coming back for round two here. And, and I know you guys have got to be 
like everybody else right now, incredibly busy. So I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to our listeners. Oh, absolutely. It's great to be here, Dan. And yeah, the, the world changed a lot since we were together in California uh, visiting those stores. But uh, it's, uh, it's good to be with you and uh, appreciate the opportunity to put some more relevant stuff uh, in the podcast. Yeah, man. And maybe we could just start by, um, you know, over the course of the last four or five weeks, um, why don't you just talk us through, I mean, we all know what's changed with, with COVID and, and, and how it's impacted and continues to, to impact just about every aspect of our life. Why don't you just talk us through a little bit about, you know, um, you guys had a great market down in Orlando and wrapped things up and it was almost uh, really about a week to 10 days after you guys, uh, market that, that this really broke hard and, and maybe talk us through kind of, post-market what 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 happened at orgle how did you guys kind of you know how did this unfold for you guys and kind of what steps have you guys taken just internally at orgle to this point to 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 keep servicing customers yeah no i'm happy to we we actually uh started tracking this uh this coronavirus issue as it broke in in china back at the very beginning of the year in last year really from just focusing on it from a supply chain aspect, we were concerned about uh, our ability to get product that is sourced uh, in China, both from our own imported product as well as, as our vendors who, who were importing product from there. So we started looking at uh, bolstering supply uh, pretty early, but, but weren't as worried about it domestically. We, going into the market, we were a little concerned about it from a standpoint of, uh, are people going to be afraid to travel? There's, you know, at that point there was there was only a couple hundred cases in the U.S. Uh, we were very fortunate to be able to to have our market. We had record attendance and, and record sales. It was a great market, um, but most importantly, um, we didn't have anybody that got sick uh, or or any kind of major medical um, thing. So we were we were very fortunate uh, to have a successful market and also to not have any consequences and watching what's happened, uh, you know, throughout the industry in the weeks after that, literally the week after we got home from the market, um, the world started changing pretty dramatically with re regard to uh, shutting things down, social isolation and, um, you know, limiting movement. So as, uh, as that happened, it became uh, more of a focus for Orville uh, from a safety standpoint of our, our employees, our customers and doing things that we felt were the right things to do from a safety perspective. And then, you know, uh, our mission to help our customers be successful came into sharper focus into what does that mean at a time, you know, while the country's dealing with this health and economic uh, crisis and how's, how's our mission shift in these times? We started really focusing on that. And then the third thing we really started focusing on was communication and just ramping up and improving uh, more frequent, more clear uh, communications with our customers on everything in regard to their business from, from our role in the supply chain uh, to sharing best practices, you know, and so forth. What, uh, you know, you talk about that and you, you and I, like we have with a lot of other organizations have been in, in pretty regular communication, particularly over the last couple of weeks. And, um, and, and I know some of the things you guys have engaged in, you know, from 
very early on, you kind of uh, took steps to say, let's get all our employees in a work from home protocol that, that, were, were, that, that could go into that protocol. Talk us through a little of some of the things that you guys have done just internally that have, that have, that have uh, uh, hopefully helped kind of mitigate some of the potential exposure. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, internally, we, we looked at cleaning uh, in all of our facilities and, and what that means to amp that up and take that to another level. We started uh, preparing plans, knowing that at some point we'll have an employee that's going to be uh, diagnosed with COVID-19. We're going to uh, need to understand how we want to respond to that. So we, we created all those contingency plans uh, for our facilities and our stores um, through CNRG. Which also, you know, in, in all of that work, uh, we get to share those best practices as we as we learn them with our customers uh, through through the website through Orwell.com. So uh, safety and cleaning with one one uh, social isolation, getting everyone that can be remote remote. We cleaned out the Memphis office uh, the middle of March. Eighty five percent of the of the folks that work in Memphis were. Um, moved into remote environments, uh, and we have maintained that going forward. So um, I was really pleased with our tech team. They they ramped up uh, Citrix access to uh, the computers in the home office, did training uh, for different teams uh, to enable them, and then passed out equipment to get people to be able to go home. So, um, you know, we felt like the more we could de-risk the environment uh, in terms of any of us getting each other uh, sick, uh, the better. And, uh, and then looking at what we're doing at our stores, uh, how drivers, both our vendors drivers and our drivers are interfacing with our DCs, trying to take contact points down as much as we can um, and uh, limit access into the DCs entirely. Um, making sure that uh, any employee that, that appears sick is, is not, doesn't remain at work and, then putting in uh, sick pay policies for our, our distribution centers and our truck drivers, as well as uh, um, uh, some, some pay for the people who are not sick. They're having to work a little harder uh, while all this is going on. So a lot's been going on to uh, respond, um, both in terms of keeping people safe and doing the right thing for our employees and our customers. You know, it, I'll touch on a couple of things here. One is, um, you know, just like hardware and home improvement stores at retail are, are essential, obviously the distribution component of the channel is essential to get those supplies to the retailers to get them into communities' hands. Um, you know, and, and, and as you said, you have some individuals that, that can't work from home. If you're in a DC, you can't load a truck from home. And if you're a truck driver, uh, you can't work from home. Um, and, and you kind of address what you're doing in those areas, just increasing some of the distance policies and so on. Another interesting thing is you guys have got one of the largest field sales operations in this industry. Um, how, how are those guys serving as kind of a, a connection between uh, the distribution part of the supply chain and, and, and the retailers they service? Yeah, I, I, you're right. Our sales team is, is fantastic. And, uh, they're most at home uh, going and visiting our, our customers and, uh, and are fantastic at that. And, uh, you know, that's been one of the difficult decisions is um, uh, limiting their movement, uh, both for their own safety as well as, you know, we don't, we don't want any chance of those guys um, going around and spreading <laughs> disease from customer to customer potentially. 
So, uh, you know, in, in respecting the, the um, what the nation's calling for us to do is to, is to stay home. So, you know, they've, they've moved to a remote environment as well. They're in contact with their customers. They're the concierge for the customer, making sure that all of our resources are brought to bear uh, in a customized way to each customer that, that, that needs it and uh, coordinating uh, our efforts on our customer's behalf. And they do a great job at that day in, day out. Uh, doing so over the phone and video chats and, and such has been no no real change for them. I guess the biggest change has been, um, you know, we've got a lot of uh, projects for our customers, conversion projects, so forth. And there's, you know, 150 um, something projects right now that are kind of placed on hold until we can get back in the field and get those things done. Uh, you know, that is obviously, I mean, for everybody putting off, I mean, store improvement projects, conversion projects, all that stuff is kind of on hold right now as retailers are really all hands on deck just trying to serve the communities they're in. Uh, what, are you, what are you seeing right now are some of the biggest challenges that the channel is facing, you know, kind of looking at it from whether it be distribution, whether it be trying to get um, products from overseas or from your uh, suppliers, uh, what, what are some of the biggest challenges you guys are facing and you think the industry is facing and how are you guys trying to deal with some of those things? Yeah, well, you know, the supply chain has been a challenge for sure on the coronavirus related product, uh, which, you know, is extraordinarily difficult um, and anything you do get in is gone pretty quickly. Um, but more than that, um, we've seen uh, an increase in our business. And I think that as more people have been at home, sure, uh, you know, they may be doing more projects at home. And just we've seen uh, demand for product go up um, such that March was a really, really big month for us while we're dealing with, with all this crisis. On top, of, on top of the crisis, business is up. And our customers are telling us business is up. And we're seeing that uh, in the CNRG stores as well. And, you know, I don't know that that um, is sustainable uh, as the economic reality of the pause that the, that, that we've got uh, in the economy uh, is prolonged. But, um, but in any case, that's been, been some of the biggest challenges. And we've, we've been monitoring our fill rate overall, as we always do, but also on core products, not counting the, the cleaners, the gloves, the masks that are just really difficult to get right now. And we're, we've been pleased to stay up around 96% uh, uh, fill rate on, on core. Yeah. You, you've mentioned uh, CNRG a couple of times and, and uh, for our listeners who aren't maybe familiar with kind of how CNRG works, maybe we could just take a, a second here and you can explain kind of CNRG and Tendal Advisors. And, you know, you've mentioned a couple of times that, that your relationship and the opportunities you have through CNRG to, to really see what's going on in retail and then take that out to the rest of the um, uh retailers you guys service maybe you can explain what you mean by that a little bit and talk about how that relationship works yeah sure uh well cnrg is a a, a collection of stores a business that operates uh, that we own that operates at arm's length uh from orville and really serves as a lab for everything that we do um where we can test and develop programs and roll them out and know what what they drive before we roll them out to customers. Um, and uh, they've been extraordinarily useful 
especially in this environment. Uh, our, we, we have stores in the Seattle area, the McClendon's hardware stores uh, are part of CNRG and uh, one of the, the hardest hit areas early on. So, you know, those stores were on the front line of some of the efforts to enforce social distancing in the store, dealing with employee concerns in the stores, um, curbside uh, pickup, uh, seeing a spike on how the website's used. All of that was in sharp focus early at uh, McClendon and really allowed us to get ahead of that um, in terms of tips and pre preparing the rest of our customers for what's going to come and, share, and sharing those as quickly as we could on our website at oval.com. And, um, you know, I want to I want to give a call out too, um, just so everybody who's listening to this, particularly, obviously, if you're an Oracle customer that, that you guys are are in engaging in some pretty monumental efforts to try and get communications out to your customers through the Oracle.com website. And, you know, again, like like we've with a lot of organizations, you know, we've tried to, you know, join forces where possible to share information and and you guys communications efforts and what you're doing um, to try and get information out there you know it, it, it certainly seems that uh, from the retailers we've talked to they appreciate as much information as they can get is that kind of what you're hearing from customers too is just keep giving us information and and try and keep this stuff in front of us yeah, this thing's, you know, as this thing has evolved uh, week to week, this, the situation's changed. Uh, so we started with uh, uh, our first updates going out maybe March 4th, I think, was the first one that went out to to our customers and introducing uh, a higher frequency and a deeper dive in terms of sharing information. And we've, we've been sharing supply chain updates in a very detailed way with our customers every Friday, uh, uh, also product alerts are going out, you know, as, as conditions change in between every Friday. Uh, and we've been sharing with our employees, everything that's going on as well and keeping them well informed. Um, uh, John Seagren that leads the, the retail team and the CNRG group has been putting retail tips together from the retail team. Um, and we're trying to organize now um, information for the customers on you know, how to, how to successfully deal with the uh, the CARES Act and, and how to apply for and get, you know, make sure that our dealers are well informed to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, I, I don't know how close you are to this stuff, but what are some of the things you guys are seeing in the CNRG stores? What are some of the things you guys are doing? Um, are you, uh, you know, limiting number of customers in stores? Are you, what, what kind of precautions are you taking? Or is it just kind of different market by market for those Brand. Well, that, that's that's one of the real advantages of, uh, of CNRG. It is different market by market and store by store. Some of the stores we operate are big, big stores like McClendon's and some are very small stores, 10,000 and even 5,000 square foot stores in some cases. So what's what what we've been doing is different store by store, region by region. And as the severity of the outbreak is, is realized in the community. Um, so, you know, there's not a one size fits all response to, to what a business should be doing and what the community expects of the business. Um, and so as we felt our way through those, you know, 16 different brands with, uh, you know, many of the strategies are, are certainly similar, uh, but some are different. And, um, you know, that gives us a better perspective um, in helping guide our customers who are also in different communities with different types of stores. So. Um, it really helps us to uh, have a lot more relevance when we're talking to our customers 
um, and knowing what they're going through. Yeah. And, you know, right now it's, I mean, everybody is, is, is chest deep in, in dealing with, with the situation we're facing. And obviously rightfully so this is really unlike anything any of us have ever seen in our lifetimes. But I mean, one thing that I'm sure we're all pretty certain of is there will be a post COVID uh, business environment and, and knock on when, 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 Dan, when? <laughs> yeah, stay tuned to the end of the podcast. We'll tell you exactly when that's going to happen. But, um, you know, knock on wood that it's going to be sooner rather than later. But, but what do you think is that all of this is going to change, Boyd? And I've talked to a lot of people that say, you know, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, you know, whenever it is a year from now where we're going to be talking about pre-COVID and post-COVID and, and, and how it's changing retail or changing the way we all do business. What are some of the things, what do you, what do you see in that post-COVID landscape? I, you know, that's a good question. And uh, I, can, I can tell you uh, th- there's a lot of thoughts, and I've read stuff that I'm sure that some of the same stuff you have about how things may change, um, and I'm sure they will. I think what comes to my mind is what's the consumer behavioral change yeah. more than anything else. And um, when my grandmother was alive, uh, I'd go to her house and uh, in her closet in her pantry, she had just cans and cans of where she had canned her garden of corn and beans and okra. And just, I mean, she could have fed the neighborhood for a year. She had two, <laughs> chest freezers with turkeys and you know all this stuff she lived alone and uh i never understood why she had all that stuff and the reason was she lived through the great depression sure and she was never going to not be prepared for whatever came um so i think every household will have a lot of toilet paper is my guess (laughs) (laughs) well well you know it sounds funny but i think there's so much truth to that another thing that i've heard a lot of talk about is you know we talked extensively about e-commerce and and omnichannel and now a lot of people are saying man i could just see this really kind of uh, being a sharp turn toward um consumers saying you know what maybe less contact overall is good or, or or for the six weeks or however long it was that we were having to deal with covid we got really used to buy mm-hmm. online, pick up in store or to, you know, cause right now that's probably one of the most effective ways to do the shopping with the least amount of contact. What, what do you think about things like that? Well, that's very true. Where we've implemented e-commerce in the brands at CNRG, we've seen a very sharp uptick in uh, people using the website, shopping and picking up. Um, so that's, you're, you're exactly right about that. And, uh, and the curbside pickup that we're doing in stores, even stores that don't have, a website where we're saying, hey, just call ahead, we'll have whatever you need. And this kind of concierge shopping uh, that's going on in the uh, in the stores is, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that we'll see how that plays out. But um, having the technology put in place to take advantage of some of that, you know, where, we, where we've seen stores be able to do that, uh, they're definitely seeing an uptick in that. And, and especially people just shopping online seeing well what what are the store hours changed and you know what have you so the websites are getting hit pretty hard right now which is good yeah is there anything that you're getting you know kind of question wise from your customers or concerns you're hearing from your customers um that we might be able to answer like what are, are there anything that they're saying i need help with this i mean you touched on the cares act i i tell you that 
at NRHA probably for the last week, that's what we've been getting the most contact about is, tell me about the CARES Act. What can we do with that? How can that help us? Are there other things you're hearing or is it kind of centered around things like that? Yeah, I, well, that's something we're concerned about, making sure that our customers uh, are, are educated and able to take advantage of that. Uh, we've got a, a communication going out today, I believe, uh, teeing that up for, um, uh, to be able to help our customers that may be looking for help with regard to that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one is, is how am I going to get through this next four weeks, six weeks. But, you know, most of our customers have been talking to us about, Hey, get me what I need. I need yeah. these things to take care of my customers in my community. And that's been the big, the big ask from customers. And we've been, um, just intensely working on, uh, making sure we can deliver on that. That's been, that, that's been the biggest thing we've been hearing is people right now, uh, business has been up. Uh, I don't know uh, that, that we'll be able to continue that, uh, you know, when people's paychecks start getting uh, affected and so forth. But uh, but for right now, that's been the biggest ask of customers is, um, you know, help me get what I need to take care of my community. Um, you know, once this is all through, I promise you, we're going to invite you back to the podcast so we could just talk about things that are going on with Oracle and all the exciting, exciting things you have, you have planned and, and that you want to share with the industry. But, but just kind of in a, in a, in a more short term picture, you know, are there any things you want to talk about that are kind of, you know, coming up? I mean, I know right now you guys have a, have your dealer market next dealer market scheduled for August, um, you know, and, and, and just like anything, I'm sure it's a, it's a, it's kind of a wait and see, but what, what are there things you kind of want to talk about that might be coming up over the short term? Yeah, well, you know, you say that. Uh, it's funny because it's been a, a difficult thing as a management team. Uh, there's so much focus on the day-to-day. -day. Uh, we have a huddle at the end of every day, uh, you know, processing what happened today and what, we, you know, what we're hearing from our customers, what we're hearing from our vendors, and, uh, and what we can do. Uh, so it's been difficult to carve out time for, you know, planning for the future as today's conditions have been changing so quickly day-to-day. That being said, yeah, you're right. We we do have a market coming up, and it's uh it's both uh, exciting and scary in today's environment to think about. And I know others in the industry have had to deal with that, and it's a it's a difficult thing to do. Um, but yeah, right. You know, we've we've basically done enough planning to, uh, to the, as if the show must go on, right? So uh, we're planning, you know, that market in August, and I think the National Hardware Show has planned. Um, their dates are the, the, the week after ours. Right. And so we were even saying, well, how could we, how could we work with them for, for anybody that wants to attend both for that to be a positive thing? We're starting to think through some of that. Um, and, you know, we're thinking through uh, what kind of hybrid experience might we move to uh, in a show and be prepared to be um, virtual at any time. Uh, and maybe that's a, a better model going forward anyway to have a physical show and a virtual show at the same time so you know our teams are working on on that and how we can uh, um, deliver an experience whatever the conditions may be um, and that's kind of exciting and fun to work on but uh, you know we're, we're excited to get get past this uh, get back out in the stores um, you know in the stores with our customers where we where we really like to be and uh, you know it's uh it's going to be a, a difficult few weeks, as the president said, um, and, um, and hopefully this, this passes sooner than later. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird times right now. I've been extraordinarily proud of the industry overall 
um, and uh, our participation in it as well. But, you know, uh, a lot of good action. You guys did a great job uh, helping lead the effort to make sure that stores in our industry are deemed essential. And that's been very successfully executed uh, to where our customers are, are in business. Uh, there's a whole ton of retail businesses right now that are just going through some real pain and, uh, and, and really not being able to open at all. Um, you know, so hats off to you guys for, for helping lead that effort and getting it done. Well, you know, I, and I had talked about this before, but when, when we even first, the idea was even first thrown out there, if can we get everybody, you know, to kind of get together around this, I was, <laughs> I was pretty daunted by the, by the task, but just as you put it, credit to everybody who was involved because just everybody fell in line way was a matter of hours as opposed to a matter of days getting everybody, you know, who, who normally operate as friendly competitors to say, we're putting that aside right now, this is more important. And, and if there's, you know, certainly one thing from, from our perspective and my perspective that I hope we can all take forward from a crisis like this is what we can get accomplished and what we can overcome when the industry does look for ways to work together. So thank you, Boyden, for, for being a big part of that as well. Um, and, and hopefully that's something we can take kind of as we move out of these crisis times. Oh, I think so. I, I agree with you. Um, as we're wrapping up here, is there anything else you want to address in terms of advice you'd want to give to retailers or, or, you know, this is also, you know, we also have a, a certain, a, a large number of vendors and uh, that, that listen to the podcast as well. Is there anything that you want to communicate to them about what's going on right now or, or, or anything to, uh, uh, kind of, uh, spread a message that of, you know, the, the theme of these kind of mini podcasts is pep talks. So we want to, we want to try and be as, as positive as we can with things because there certainly is a lot of negative going on. Anything you want to share in those regards? Yeah, I, I, I'd say uh, hats off to our vendor partners. They've done a great job uh, making things happen and they've been under the same pressure um, that, 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 that we have been in, in these times. And uh, so we've been very pleased with the support of the vendor community uh, while this has been going on. And as far as uh, customers and retailers, you know, I, I hardly ever give advice anymore because I'm, I'm constantly uh, amazed by how interesting and different all of our retailers go to market. And, uh, you know, what works is a focus on on your your customers and your community and, and certainly I don't know as much as, as our retailers do about that and that's been part of the the richness of the experience that that I've had uh, working with CNRG is all these different businesses have gone to be successful in their own way and as they became part of CNRG uh, they shared that and that that was that was part of the play on, on the, the name of the company being CNRG of, of Synergy is, um, you know, going into that, I felt like I knew a lot about retail. Truth of the matter is I learned way more from uh, each of those acquisitions and each of those businesses than, than I brought to the table before. And I've, I've only experienced that in greater depth uh, in my role at Oracle, getting to know more and more of our customers and, uh, and seeing how they go about uh, what they do in their businesses. So, you know, we're, we're blessed with uh, really, really great retailers uh, that are customers of ours. And uh, if we can play a role in sharing those best practices, both the ones that we learn of our, of our own in CNRG, as well as the ones we learn from our other customers uh, and apply those 
you know, smartly uh, to, to, to customers. Uh, that's, that's the role we want to play in making people better. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's something we certainly preach through NRHA is how much stronger we are when we all share those resources and share those ideas. And you guys are in a very unique position uh, to do that with your customers uh, through your experiences uh, with uh, the different brands, different markets, and with CNRG. Boyden, thank you so much for taking time during what's got to be an incredibly busy time for you to come on and, and, and talk to us. And like I said, I promise, you know, once we're, once we're through this thing, we can get on and we can talk about uh, we can talk about e-commerce and football and whatever you want to talk about. Um, but, but we appreciate your time. And, and, and again, I'd encourage anybody, um, certainly if you're an Oracle or Oracle customer or retailer, um, Oracle is pumping out a lot of information through Oracle.com. So make sure you go there to check out and, and see what they have available as far as resources and, and Hey man, stay safe and, and, and keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's real important that we get those supplies out there. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, Dan. Appreciate appreciate the time with you and um, stay safe. And thanks for all the good work you guys are doing in the industry. We appreciate it. Thanks very much, Boyden.